Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I have been going through a worldview studies overview recently and it's been really interesting. We've been using James Sire's text, The Universe Next Door, which is a classic. But one of the things that has been extremely fun for me is to think about some of the different resources that I've come across over, I don't know, decades now of reading that I'm like, I just wish everybody could read this particular resource. (laughs) So I have, I think, three books in one article that I will link to in the show notes, but I just want to give a quick overview of these because I feel like some of these tools are just, well, all of them are just so good. So the first one is the article, and it's one about how the missions movement affected the world. And the basic premise is there was a man who said, I don't, I don't know what the missions movement did. I hear a lot about missions and colonialism. So how did the missions movement affect the world? Was it an overall net positive or a net negative? And how can we determine that? And so he did this massive, like seven year, maybe it was five year, but anyway, long study He had to write a computer program in order to kind of tabulate the results. He had to do all of this original research in terms of where were the mission stations around the globe. Um, Anyway, pretty phenomenal. And as far as I know, the, the Catholic, you know, like kind of if you're assigned to a role, those were maybe not as effective, but where the Protestant missions went, Um, when they actually ran the computer simulation and saw what the missions movement had done, it was, he said, it was like an atomic bomb, but in a good way, like the amount of better healthcare, the amount of increased education, the amount of increased freedom, the rights for women, um, just, it was like, oh my goodness, the gospel actually makes a tremendous difference in the world, which is kind of what you would hope, but it's hard to say that also that um, narrative of, oh, the colonialists were just there to, or they were just, you know, colonial powers or something, you know, there's certain popular novels that portray the missions movement in a particular way. And, and he said, no, usually they were really pushing back against the depredations of the colonial movement. They were very much seeking the good of the people and were they perfect in their presentation of the gospel? No, but it was beautiful to see that that was his end result research. So that's one. Next resource that I would just love for every Christian to have is called The 3D Gospel by Jason Georges. And it's not a long book. You could probably read it in an hour. It costs probably less than $10. And it was mind-blowing in its genius and beauty. So He makes the argument that there's three different types of cultures globally. There is the Western culture, and our issue is that we have sinned and that we need forgiveness. And so we view the gospel's lesson around forgiveness. Then there is the animist cultures, that their thing is fear, and so they need to know that there is power. So when the gospel comes and God proves stronger than the demons— then they switch their allegiance to God because why would you serve a lesser entity? Um, so though that's, that's beautiful. But then in cultures where there is shame, 
uh, which would be all of the Eastern cultures. They have much more of a shame-based culture. And so then the Lord comes and offers honor, not only to the individual, but corporately. And so I loved this book, not only for the the genius of being able to see the, the different lenses, the different worldviews that cultures carry, but also he offers a presentation of the gospel through each of the three different perspectives. And it's beautiful to say, oh my goodness, it's in there. It's in the scriptures. We just have kind of picked the passages around forgiveness and ignored the passages around shame. And so, oh, it's amazing. They ha- he has charts that are just so beautiful. I love this work. <laughs> I am very excited about it. So then the other two are longer works. They are misreading scripture through Western eyes and misreading scripture through individualist eyes. I think they both share one author and then there's a different co-author for the two different books. And both of these were phenomenal reads. Um, the ability to say, oh, <laughs> we are, like, I, I don't remember the misreading scripture through um, Western eyes quite as well, but it was beautiful. There was a passage around the the story of the Good Samaritan, where he said, you know, in the West, we absolutely revere the Samaritan, or like the Samaritan is the hero, whereas in African cultures, they revere the man who was beaten up because he needed help, which is a really interesting take and kind of makes sense when you think about all of the African colonialism and like, here we're coming to help you and such. But um, there, that would just be like one paragraph on one page. So it was filled with tremendous revelation. And then misreading scripture through individualist eyes completely transformed my view of not only my own culture, but also the rest of the world. I think as an American, I have no idea what it's like to live in a collectivist culture. (laughs) I think the three countries that he said are the most individualist are the United States. And then I forget if it was Canada or the UK and then Australia. So we're just like off the charts, you know, like more than twice as much individualist as the next closest culture. And those, the three countries that are so individualist, we just see the world through our own personal lens, whereas other cultures are much more family-based or much more community-based. Um, you know, in America, it's considered not so good to give somebody a gift if it comes with strings attached, right? Like, oh, that would be really bad. But in a, in the rest of the world, you give a gift with strings attached, but that's because the strings are good because they're creating cultural connection. I mean, this is the kind of mind-blowing, like, I didn't even know you could think like that. So really a fun, a fun book to kind of step outside your maybe culture of birth to see, oh, (laughs) I have certain assumptions about how the world works that I was completely unaware of. So I realize I don't know which ones of these are available on Audible. If you wanted to listen to them, you probably could listen to a couple of them. The article you could read in a few minutes and the Jason George's book in maybe an hour. So you really could get through all of these in the next month and feel like very well educated. (laughs) Okay, so Jesus, thank you for all of the good thinking that you offer to your people. Thank you for your people saying, I have a question here and I don't know the answer 
And I want to go and seek it out. Lord, thank you for those who are willing to do the work of questioning. And it's not striving in a bad way, but like enter in at the narrow gate or, you know, like strive to enter in. And so, Lord, thank you for their persistence, for their dedication, for their willingness to think outside the box. And so I ask that you would uh, continue to grow us, not only in our own being and in our ability to pray, but Lord, continue to grow us intellectually. I think about how you are so clear and you are so, uh, <laughs> that your mind is so great, Lord, <laughs> who can discern the mysteries that are in the mind of the Lord. And yet you sometimes give us little tidbits. And so we thank you, Lord, for the, the bits that we're able to enjoy and grasp. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.